Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day, kind of, on a Friday. Happy comic book day to Broadway, Johnny, and to everyone listening no, no, and watching. I don't know where this kid comes up with this There's nonsense. a reason we're delayed. For everyone listening and watching nonsense. today, as always, we are brought to you on any day by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If, it done, if you haven't done so already, please hit and I that comment section like anything he hits. He destroys. <laughs> anything he hits, he destroys. I had a real toss-up between if he dies, he dies, mm. or anything he hits, he destroys. I think you chose. Will yeah, you I chose. I, I think I, I think I took the non-obvious. Yeah, you have the good we'll, chalice. We will get to that. You would later. drink from Jesus's cup when it comes to that option. Yeah, no, my, my face is fine. It is. It really is. Really is moisturizing, working on nice. Yeah. Today I we are. Today we are talking, of course, about the new Drago motion picture. We're gonna dive into if that's a good thing, a bad thing, or somewhere in between. We are going to tell you why the world needs a brand new dirty Harry movie. But first, John, Charlie let's... needs to get paid. Charlie does need to get paid. Uh, John, let's start off with fucking a co way a comic book podcast made it all the way to episode three of the brand new season. We haven't talked to comic book yet. Uh, I am on record that I am not a Marvel zombie. Rather, I am a DC psychopath however my 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 pull list runneth over yeah. with great comics literally and i still do that thing that maybe isn't the healthiest where if something seems like it could be good because of the issue one like preview art mm -hmm. i tend to throw away sometimes four or five bucks on it however you'll take a flyer there is a list of people that if they do it i'm in for five one of those people, one of my absolute favorite brothers, uh, but this one from another mother, uh, one of my favorite Daredevil writers of all time, left the book and has just been doing hit after hit since. Chip Sidarsky. His, his own things, like big fucking banner stuff. Fucking awesome. And, and yeah, Chip, Chip, to me, feels like uh, a safe bet. I am not a super big fan of Avengers comics. I'm not a big fan mm. of post-apocalyptic comics that you were in. I exactly right. Spoiler alert because Avengers Twilight is here from our friends at Marvel Comics and John, I'm all in to I mean, give Let's be honest, my friends, you just straight up said that you weren't a Marvel zombie. That's true. I am. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Give it those Boy. books. Um, the 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 10 cent version is we're in the future of the Marvel Universe. Everything looks very Batman Beyondy. Uh, there's lots of fucking neon, lots of hover cars. It is. It is very like. Um, it, 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 there's only like two. There's a split in the road when comic book writers are trying to tell you what's going to happen in effect tomorrow. Yeah. Either it's just like a total fucking Mad Max yeah. Beyond Thunder. Everything for some reason is sandy as shit. Or they're in the Jetsons. Yes. Like, what the hell's going so on? So we're in the Jetsons, but the twist is like, ah. maybe we're also in the desert. Oh! Um, we're, we're immediately greeted by a world that's familiar, but still dissimilar. Yeah. Some of our absolute favorite uh, street-level heroes, specifically Luke Cage mm. and Matt Murdock, are old... 
as balls, but joining them in their oldness, but still looking like a grizzled young, young-ish Clint Eastwood. Uh, we got Captain America, who's been depowered, and uh, this is a situation where light spoilers for the issue because I think it helps sell the issue because I, I do think I feel this like, is like it's, a must read. It's it's a setup. They're like Captain Rogers is in effect. Tin Man, if nobody <laughs> came along yeah. after like 2030 and just gave me like all his done super juice done leaked out. Yeah. And he needs to kind of well, figure it out. Well, it's fucked up. Like one thing that I loved about it was they like straight up say they done took his serum, yeah. which I do not want to know how that worked. Like they so juiced them. One of Charlie's current favorite phrases. Oh God. Something is not, the juice is not worth it. This <laughs> it is kind of my And as I'm reading, right I'm like, oh shit, did Charlie get it from this? Because they squeezed. <laughs> they done squeezed. I want that zero issue of them just like fucking every four. Just Red Skull's like, eh, I didn't know this is all it took. <laughs> get out Just squirting out of his eyeball. You know, um, okay, can I just interject? Please. Really because is it about how dope Charlie Murdoch still looks? Um, you get all the old tang. I mean, <laughs> oh, old Matt Murdoch, yeah, but not old Daredevil because I didn't see one. Um, bunch of retired some of bitches, but at least he didn't move down to Florida. <laughs> I'll fucking say I'll give him that. Like you see his like spine and his like tinies. Like not everyone he's, even... <laughs> he's actually using his cane as a cane. Like, oh shit, now he's old and blind. <laughs> just like whip it around to smack yeah, a bad guy in the head. Fuck you, you man. Like fucking connect two two uh billies into a big cane, and then you the camera pans back, he's just like hey, using it to reach up to the top shelf. I gotta get my bounty. Um, no, no, no. So, so this, I probably would not have caught up to this if I'm being totally, totally honest. Probably till issue two, issue three, maybe. And at that point, so I'm like, yay, trade paperback. I can get yeah, just wait. pretty, pretty in a few weeks. Uh, but no, Charlie had the good grace to send me this digital. And uh, as I'm reading it, it's funny because we made reference to how big of uh, DC heads we are. Um, I was getting all fucking uh, um, uh, uh, Batman Returns vibe, like in terms Batman of Batman Returns, Batman, Batman, Batman the, Returns, the movie or no, Dark the Knight, Dark Knight Returns. Knight. Excuse me, thank you very much. No worries, you um, didn't say anything wrong. So I'm just confused easily. So so yeah, so I was getting very much Dark Knight Returns vibe. It's almost as if, and and I want to say this right away. I I take no issue with this. But it was a little bit almost of a, a reskin yeah. as far as how certain things were approached and kind of like the Blues Brothers aspect. We're getting a band back together. Yeah. I'm on a mission from God. Um, everybody had Chicago accents for some reason. But yeah, I was very much getting yeah. that Batman Returns, uh, Dark Knight Returns right I, there. I imagine the pitch probably was like Captain America's Dark Knight Returns. Fine. But we're gonna. But what I love about Had that it, been the elevator pitch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah here's stop. the money. Thank you, Chip. I'm like, uh, I've fucking okayed stuff that was worse, far worse than that's that. That's true. Check out any episode where I pitch <laughs> anything. It tends to fall every through. odd episode. What I really loved about it was I think one of the magic tricks writers can pull now is when they do political commentary that isn't obvious or it no. isn't widely obtuse. Like Chip has some shit to mm-hmm. say. He has something to say, and I don't necessarily think it's what you'd expect, because this world sets up a, a, a Captain Rogers who like ran for office. 
and lost and fucking lost big yeah. like and and where and what i love is Did he really lose though what i love is there's so much shit nowadays and i'll i'll name drop it because i think they're 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 both foul if there might be some inequality to it but like if you watch fox or cnn report the same story you get two completely different fucking stories yeah. despite the content like we found a penny be like those bastards found a penny. like it's so it's so obvious the the imbalance yeah what this comic managed to do in 22 in. in 22 fucking pages john they managed to be like this fucking world has not only lost shine on heroes because because mm. incredibles did that incredibly well pun i guess intended with the double incredible but what they did was they were like no everybody's kind of like just over it like it's not even a vitriol that they have no, towards and, and there was no there was no point to doing that and, either and what was cool that, though, that would have really been like covering yeah covered ground what's right? really cool is when they and this i don't want to spoil but the first issue does very clearly make out who at least one of the villains are. You're talking about the space aliens? The space aliens from space. Imagine if issue two is just all space aliens. Uh, but they're dinosaurs, um, though? They do a great job of introducing this fucking character. And you wind up hating him. Thank you. You wind up hating him, like, much sooner than the reveal, which I uh, love. Well, I don't know how much you're protecting, so I'll tread lightly here. Well, you so what happened about, was this, guys. You can talk about other characters in the book that leave well, evil. Well, so so obviously, just um, don't give away the big bad. Obviously, we'll well that that all depends. But you can mention anyone in the book because Luke Cage so, in the book, Mamoru's in the book. Uh, uh, I, what I read, I, I know who's in Dylan the book. Stark, my fucking. So so the point I was trying to make I don't was was um so they make a you can't you're not gonna tell a Captain America story without eventually on some level a uh, red skull showing up yeah and the way that it was oh, approached yeah they took like a, a mass media approach and it was kind of like one of these docu-series you know how like uh how uh, um ancient aliens are like imagine if and then they go on to tell that's the only disclaimer in effect um, and then they go on to tell you an hour-long story, and like, and then you walk away thinking, "Oh shit, you know, an alien crashed in my backyard, and he was wearing Levi's, and all these crazy uh, um, presumptions." Um, and they do that; they they cast Red Skull. Ultimately, this is what launches Cap back into action. Um, they basically say, "No, Red Skull was actually just, uh, you know." We got misinformation, fake news, fake yeah. news. He was actually a hero. He was actually working to def to protect us against the Nazis. It and Cap is like sitting there <laughs> just watching Channel 13. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? I, what the hell? And and he, bro, he got triggered what like you was, read about. What was he amazing? Just, he threw down his Geritol. He, he pulled up his... His pants up to his nipples. That would be said, awesome. His superhero pants right to his nips. John, what's up, Aaron, over on Facebook? We are hey, live, so feel up, free Aaron? to hop and, into the comments. And thanks for joining us. This is not our normal day. Is it our normal setup, though? It's our normal. And my setup. beard looks it's great just, today. It does. It's very nice. Very mm -hmm. nice. Very pettable. I, I, I filled um, it in today. Let me give it a little what I, what I loved about that entire couple of pages, and for those of you just joining, we're talking about Avengers Twilight takes place uh, later in the universe what i loved about it was that They're scene all vampire that scene and very sparkly <laughs> that scene was like so 
transformative for me. I I heard that scene way right. more than like the picture in my mind's eye. It was just so set up like what we've seen in docuseries sure, yeah, yeah. that even like by the the rest of the issue the, it's like halfway through so 10 pages fucking played out like a like a stage play to me i was so right, right, right. i was so engrossed and enamored and i do think that the last reveal of the issue was very much like yeah whatever for me because the world that they've built he said the thing he said the thing um it was fucking awesome but what I love is that he said the thing like to his wife in the most nonchalant way. Because this Steve Rogers has, ironically, the American dream. He has a house. He has his wife. He like has a failed political run. Like, like any anybody in their late twenties, like how did he do that? Not how did that's, he, like that's really like bullshit. World War Two. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, super soldier. Fine, fine, fine. Wait, his credit score is what? Yeah. Come on, come on. Absolutely fucking, um, for me, I want way more of shit like this from Marvel and DC in general. Well, the, the fact that they put some stank on heroes that we know, they're like, oh, these, these heroes, they saved the day countless times, but they're going to get together, which that was not a pairing. I'm not sure how much you want to give of that. You, you there's, there's a pairing. They, they end up having Tony Stark and Janet Van Dyne have a kid. And you're like, oh, that must be the most heroic. Nope, this kid is a fucking douchebag. Sick tattoos though. Yeah, great, super duper. <laughs> um, the fucking the 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 Iron Man esque armored fucking um, you know, Sol like straight up soldiers. Gestapo fucking yeah. running through the streets. I'm like, oh shit, oh and that's that, not good. I, the one thing I didn't totally know, Christian, what's cooking, oh, brother? Oh, Christian, don't come out from the shadow. Gotta wonder if his ears were burning because he is. They not must have been. Yeah. The, the, He's like, what? Yeah, what's what's going on? We were we were wondering where you were at, Christian. You uh, you go on the ground like a goddamn mole. When he's in writing mode, he disappears. But what I loved about even that setup is like, though I love when these comics that like show you a future. <clears throat> I hope they never really dive too much into that because I'm like, that's a story I want to know. I want to know it enough, but it's so irrelevant. Yeah. To where we are in the timeline. It's like, let me just fucking think about it. Let you me know, just have it in the back that, of my head. You mentioned that because the only times that they've really done it, it to my experience, it's been kind of shitty. So, oh, so for really? example, yeah. So there was you just a, hit me with the most. I'm like, shut oh, the yeah, fuck yeah. up. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So anyway, so what happened was not at all, not at all. So like immediately, I wanted to to make to connect that point to Kingdom, uh, mm. Kingdom Come, and then they felt like, oh, we got more to say. You didn't have <laughs> you more don't. to say. You only had this to say, and that was great. Just leave well enough alone. You would be an excellent producer that way, where you're like, you don't have. I'm like, yeah. I don't think you do have a great. I want to re-edit this movie. No, you don't, like, George. Oh, I gotta direct this cut. The the <laughs> your regular cut just came out, and that sucked. So I can't imagine that this longer version. Is I don't. Much I better. don't think you get our model. Oh if people like it, let you do another. Oh my so god! I can put it back in theaters in black and white. Do Dick. you remember <laughs> Robin Three Thousand? I want to say it was. Yes, so, I do remember so Robin Three Thousand. Robin Three Thousand. Uh, before you go to. I liked Robin 3000 because I sucked. Of course you did. Okay, yeah. But, but, but. <laughs> I prepped the same because I sucked. So this was an, an, uh, another one of those 
kind of like apocalyptical yeah, yeah, yeah. situation. Um, if you haven't read it by now, you might not have. If uh, we sell one or two issues, if anyone picks up a Robin three thousand because yeah, of this podcast, I get a, I get a cut. should give us a I couple a bucks. Cut. But yeah, the short version <laughs> of it is they're like on they're three Batman generations out now in the future, and there's a straight up alien invasion. And Batman's like, I'm the only one that can save the day. Really, Batman? <laughs> really, bro? <laughs> Et is flying around out there, and the other guy. But regardless, so so uh, per typical. <laughs> no, he's got a whole new voice now. I was like, <laughs> like, yo, my man, was there no footage? Was there no audio? Yeah, why do you sound like Steamboat Willie now that it's legal? Because the because the the filters and stuff like that in the buildings have become very hard to get on. Um, but your the the Robin was in effect like kind of like a replacement and yeah. then so so that story plays out. I, and I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to read if you choose to do so, but. At no point with like, yeah, but that missing time. No, leave <laughs> that that missing hypothetical time alone. It is totally irrelevant to this story that you're playing now. And I can only hope that they're able to contain themselves, mm. that they can fight the desire to like just try to squeeze a few more shekels out of the printed painting, <laughs> and then just say, look, fo- focus on what you're doing now. Tell this story. And then move on with your life. Well, you... I know Zadarsky has many, many, many hundreds yeah. of more stories that he wants to tell. So I don't think he'll be necessarily yeah. tempted. So here's to do my it. thing. I don't know if you feel the same way. Probably not. But yeah, right. History has taught us that we probably are thinking of like, um, oh, in general, what's your feeling on apocalypse stories? And, and just like hold this? your thoughts for one sec. Nice. For the last time, that girl's name was Michelle. Um, that one I was down with. Her. Two L's, which we know is problematic. Um, just that made me happy, and I'm like, I'm referencing a thing. I get it. Only you know oh, about. Oh, guys, in, in about a year or so, that yeah, is gonna go. It's good. You guys will have been laughing oh. and having so much fun. Um, with apocalyptic stories, a lot of times the only fun exists in the chaos of the apocalypse. Like, I don't need a Mad Max prequel. We're like. Man, we don't got a lot of gas left. Like, I don't need that shit ever. Bro, I live that fucking... I live <laughs> yeah. that, that narrative every Thursday at about 11. I'm like, ooh, that light don't come on. I better go get um, paid. So I, I, I always felt a little bit betrayed when something like Dark Knight Returns when like, we got another one. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, Specifically with apocalyptic shit, I imagine at the end of this... 15 minutes to Doomsday. No. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Thank you. No, I, five minutes was fine. Five minutes was good. <laughs> five to the midnight. Um, <laughs> makes me go midnight to five. Am I right? Um, that was a cock joke. That <laughs> didn't land. Oh, yeah. Forward. If we can just get Christian on the show. Um, so for me, I think one of the things that I love about a writer as talented as, as Chip is... I hope he stays talented, but thus far he's always been very, very good at kind of like this is the story, bye. And and I hope that this falls into that because yeah. what this series does for me is it gives me hope that we could get. And I didn't dislike the cartoon What If series, the second season. I just liked it less. And I know there's a third season coming up, and maybe it'll change my mind. But I almost think the future of that What If series. It's like, what if they adapted this? What if they did five animated well, episodes stuff. to adapt this? That's oh, awesome. Because like this, Kingdom Come from DC, these but then, then stories you're more talking more. about a... You're talking about like... Um, 
you're talking about like Batman Twilight, a what if story. Like now, now they're different, like little chapters yeah. and subdivisions. And God knows, DC proper is already having an issue. Like, well, this is Elseworlds. This is also Elseworlds, but it's <laughs> Else, different. Elseworlds Elseworld. plus. Um, but I so think what you I, could I do though is you could cheat with something like this, and you could do Elseworlds sell. But I think Christian brings up an incredible <laughs> good point. A lot of these, and what's funny is I forget what the name of the show was, but it was on FX, where they had an, a, an apocalypse show with fucking Harry Potter, where it was a comedy. It was like they were all like cannibal mutants, and it was just like and they still had to go to work. I didn't watch it. All I ever saw was like the advertisement. So maybe that explains I mean, why if, they don't kind of move too if far they away. They can make like employees in hell, like That's a buddy true. comedy. That's true. They can they can probably do it with anything. I mean, challenge accepted. What I love, let's do it. What I love most about what I love most about comics like this, right, is the fact that it allows people. So so our buddy Christian. Uh, who was on the show last week? Great episode. If you guys haven't heard, indeed, of indeed. Uh, he's one of the hosts of the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash podcast. He's a holder, of, a keeper of the keys, keeper of the keys. A good friend of the show, good friend of our lives. He doesn't necessarily have twenty years of reading comic books under his belt. What's amazing about something like well, Avengers... He might, but he's done it in like five. <laughs> That's true. Um, at the behest of his co-host. Yeah. Kind of, but what's awesome about something like Avengers Twilight, I feel like, and this is really my main thought on the topic, this is a perfect book to give someone who maybe only knows about Captain America from the movies. This sure, is a great sure. book you can hand to someone and be like, hey man, here's the soul of a character in like a fresh packaging, a fresh costume, which... and I. And I hate, you know how much I fucking loathe when they change a costume for the sake of changing it. In this case, motherfucker would need a new costume. Yeah, it's he, fucking 40, he needs 40 like, years. He needs compression socks. <laughs> Keep the blood pressure going. You know? um, what I, and, and I couldn't help but read this comic and think about people like Christian, who maybe has only a handful of Captain America under his belt. This is a great story. And a lot of times these apocalyptic stories these side stories these quasi what ifs mm -hmm. what they do best is they say when they're really good yeah. it's hey what's the soul of this character because spider-man has a couple panels in this daredevil has a couple panels luke cage has a couple panels and when you get to see the soul <laughs> of a character yeah. um i think you really get something very very special also it, it it's forcing the writer and when you have a writer like chip zadarsky handling the material and you say, hey, in two pages, I need the essence of Daredevil. He's like, mm. all right. Pa, 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 yeah. and, and he's able to do so. And and to that point, when you also tell somebody, you've got five issues to tell the yeah. story. And out. And out. You know, that's like trying to get the girl back, um, you know, before... Uh, you know, before curfew. Not that I oh, have that issue anymore. I did not. Um, but you're trying to get her back before curfew. <clears throat> and um, look, like the, those type of limitations or walls can be sometimes the greatest thing for the creative process. Because you, there's no messing around. There's no fluff. There's no wasted panels. Um, and if anybody has, and anybody out there has not read the script to a comic that was ultimately produced... I'm telling you now, that is one of the most nerd clean fun 
um, that you can fucking have. Get the script, get the actual comic that it turned into, and, and see the one for one of it all. Because it gives you a lot more insight into the process. It lets you ultimately read these books in a much, much different way. Like you get to see kind of how the sausage is made um, for like a really, really gross analogy. <laughs> Um, Big but, sausage. It could be. It could be. Nah, that's even even that could be beyond sausage. Even that could be ugly a little bit. Um, that's what they call mine. It's a, beyond sausage. No, they're like, mm, I how so. dare you? Yeah, so how dare you? Kind of cute. Yeah, but no, but but yeah, I, I I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed not just the story that they're clearly uh, leading us into, um, but the way that it was done. Also, the art of it all. Uh, Chip Zdarsky is very, very lucky at this point in the game. I mean, he had been for, for many, many years at this point. But because his reputation precedes him, um, both in his personal, like his private projects, and uh, the ones for the, for the Big Banner studio, um, he gets paired up with just fantastic art, you know, uh, you know art providers um I like, that. He, uh, I like that as a title you know it, it's one of those things where yeah granted the story is his but on the same token he had to translate to them through the through the written word look this is what i want people to see when they're leafing through their their comic and um just just out of the it's unique the look of it all it's um it's very specific to the feeling that he has kind of uh, written uh written us into that corner that he's written us into um and i'm also just very hopeful that that stays uh that that stays consistent one of the things that i hate i hate i hate i hate not so much in limited limited uh like beginning and end type runs a limited series and whatnot but just during runs they'll switch over an art an artist and then, like all of a sudden, the book just feels totally different. Yeah. Even if it's written by the same cat, it, it it's one of the most difficult hurdles for me to get over. Yeah. Especially when it goes from a style I love to maybe a style I don't. For sure. The, what even more wild because of the Marvel method and the speed that they were doing comics for a while, less of an issue now. But five six years ago, it'd be like one page would be a different artist. Harley, I don't want to blow my brains out. Sometimes reading late '90s image comics, <laughs> you're just minding your own business. Spectacular. And all of a sudden, file not found. We all know Jim Lee. Not as many people know Jay Lee. And Jay Lee is like, if the artist that was writing those prior pages fell asleep, <laughs> and had had a late night enchilada, <laughs> you know, between pages thirteen and fourteen, and then just started dream sleeping in the midst of his nightmare you're like oh my god we gotta get this guy some help right now it's clearly there's some chemical dependence going on terrible um now now jay lee stuff when it's just jay lee outstanding because yeah. because it's it's consistent keeps you no in a lot of no one's a lot of free no uh, beyond beef <laughs> into he's like mm, my tum tum feels fine oh my god Oh my God, that's awesome! Um, the the in in our Facebook chat Christian rather, Christian uh, dropping Christian. something really great. He had a copy of the Quick Stops comic script from the uh, immensely talented Kevin Smith, uh, and the font, the the, the the font alone. Um, he had a copy of that script, and it allowed him to more easily kind of format his ideas. One hundred percent. He also asked an awesome question. He wanted to know uh, to to wrap up the segment. He wanted to know some other great comic book issues. Now, I'm going to start mm. here, Christian. 
definitely do yourself a favor. Go ahead and uh, pick this up. Pick up Avengers Twilight. I think what it's going to do, it's going to allow you to have your pulse on this story. I would be um, shocked if if uh, Mike Zapsik hasn't pulled this for one of his... I, I, yeah, I, if it's not on a top five, it's only because the show wasn't up that week like this, yeah but you know this that, reeks of a top five that'll allow him a deeper well to, to pull from that's true so i'm i'm pretty confident that, that mike will isolate this but this is well worth um committing to the to the series because then it's limited yeah so you don't have to worry about catching up uh, you don't have to worry about a you know I, lifetime contract i do think though that beyond everyone uh picking this up uh and if you do not have a local comic book shop uh jansen bob secret stash does ship uh, worldwide, Red so Bank, they, New so Jersey. You be, can go there. They could be your local shop, especially this weekend. They have amazing shit going on, including clerks open all night. By the time you're listening to this, that should happen. Uh, sorry about it, but uh, our boy uh, Christian wanted to know what uh, Captain America book. So I want you guys in the comment section let us know some of your favorite comic book stories. But Christian, I did pull up a couple of my favorites. Uh, I'm not sure. Can I just jump in really? Please quickly do. Because this is where a lot of times you overlap. Um, for me personally, Christian, again, as a, as a kid that grew up in the eighties, um, I felt that the DC characters were heroic and that a lot of the Marvel characters were kind of secondary. Even now where you line up, you're like, Oh, well, this guy is equal to this girl, uh, this chick or whatever the case might be. And I had always thought of them as kind of like B listers as if they were all just one company. Yeah. This is when I was kind of reading everything as a kid. Um, Back when books were a nickel for Captain America, Captain America was like almost, for lack of a better term, and to really show my age, corny. It was <laughs> kind of like corny because even then he had a, an old fashioned sensibility. And this is coming from a Superman fan. Um, <laughs> however, it's ironic the only guy with higher pants than Cap is Clark. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what's up, you hippie? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro. Um, when the ultimate, uh, ultimate, yeah, came out. For me, that was a totally different uh, Steve Rogers experience for me. Um, especially, I mean, a lot of those those early Ultimate uh, books that came out from Marvel. The they, Avengers uh, Ultimate books were amazing. Amazing. And then they got shitty, so people tend to not remember how fucking good but that's, those early issues that, were. That's, that's always, always very much a threat. You let something go on, mm. languish, you let it go on too Turn it into a whole fucking its own thing. And and to to be honest, a lot of the Marvel cinematic uh, versions that we're getting, pick and choose. It, it was almost like an unintentional mixing of timelines and what have it you. It was Mark Miller's. Correcto, correcto. I mean, like, look, Mark Miller's another one of those creators. You know, he could be miss. writing about Twinkie the Kid. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, look what he did with Twinkie the Kid. He done wrapped him up with his lasso. Um, yeah, certain creators are just, they're bulletproof. Yeah, they're bulletproof. And, and what's great now is uh, Ultimates are back, and it kind of seems like it's going to suck again. Uh, last season, we we had a segment dedicated to it. As Those... long as as long as Thor is not wearing his hair in a ponytail, I'm fine. I got bad news. Oh, oh no, <laughs> no. Um, however, if you want a slightly deeper cut, I believe this was in the last volume because you know co comics are very annoying with their numbering system. But uh, Captain America 21 from I believe not this current volume, but the volume prior, you can kind of tell because he's wearing the circle. Uh, he's wearing like the navy outfit with the white. A star like he's yeah. a GI Joe. Uh, issue twenty one, he loses his powers. Yeah, that's, that's a shield uniform. Yeah. Correct. Well, because the one he adopted after he lost his fucking powers. 
Uh, so in Captain America 21, my eagle powers. And then I think it's the next uh, like 10 issues is a Captain America without the super soldier serum and him kind of finding his place. Is he still going to lead the Avengers? Like what the fuck does he do now? He's just kind of a decrepit old man. Who's kind of jacked um, is absolutely one of my fucking favorites. I was trying to look up who wrote it. He must be on the same steroids as Sylvester Stallone because he is. Let's fucking hope. Jack Diesel. Uh, even though he's uh, a normie. Ex- well, is he? I feel like he might be. A couple of pages. We would know he was uh, Captain America. I was about to paint that world. Like, come on, yeah, Cap. You know? Piss in the cup. <laughs> come on, bro. Uh, Mark Wade in 2011 uh, did the miniseries for Captain America, Man Out of Time. It retells his origin story, which is fucking amazing. Because anytime you get a tweak and it's good. Because yeah. the problem, again, with comic book characters, especially comic book characters like Cap, they're around so long yeah. that some shit just stops making sense. Wait, hold on a second. One of the one of the coolest origin stories, uh, keeping it uh, keeping it in Marvel. Uh, anyone who disagrees just either can't read or they're haters. Magneto's origin story is one of the deepest, most traumatic, uh, effective type. Like, well. He never had a chance, a poor guy. He definitely would have got out, gotten out, uh, you know, on probation the first time that he was sent to the Supermax or whatever. Um, but we're getting to the point now. It's 2024. I'm sorry, your parents? <laughs> your, your parents went to the fucking, uh, you know, uh, to, the, to the Nazi death camps? How old are you? 152? Yeah. So so they are going to be coming up. You should freeze Magneto at some point. Yeah, like, he was frozen for 10 years. Well, I mean, it's, it's everybody. Like, everybody. the entire Krakoa is just, like, under a sheet of ice. He just Look, rents we're gonna come Mr. Back freeze to from D.C. And be like, he got him. He won. So I keep on questioning, uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the fucking freeze over up north, and uh, you're going to be in big trouble. I wish comic book companies have big enough balls to, like, it's just 2011 always. Go fuck yourselves. Like, we're not moving our time. I mean, Bart Simpson has been aged <laughs> in, like, 40 years. That's because he doesn't drink milk. That's true. Uh, the last pitch Maybe I have. you, though. I just started. Oat milk. Fucking oat milk is yeah, delicious. Son. I got a bone to pick with my mother. I give Keeping him. oat milk out of my life. They didn't invent it. I, I oh, give, that shit just came out? I give is this oat milk kid, new? This kid's Poison. got... And by about... Is it regular milk? By about episode 10... He's gonna be pouring shit on his cereal. <laughs> He's gonna be like taking milk baths like Cleopatra. I already did that. Just what? We need more milk, oh. by the way. So much milk I went through. But you don't have a tub. Oh no! <laughs> oh my bathroom forever unclean. So Ed Brubaker has a legendary run, but that everyone fucking knows about. Yeah. After him, I had to look this up too. After I'm still him answering. Was, was Rick uh, Remeter? came in um, with John Romita Jr., so people still knew it. And what they did that I fucking love was they took Captain America after this epic, very Captain America run, and they were like, what the fuck do we do? Made him a dolphin. Do you want to... I wish. They were like, do you want to fight monsters in Dimension Z? Okay, and it's fucking Gucci. It's so good. It is fucking awesome. I I can't sound off. Captain America V... Dimensional Monsters is always fucking good. And Captain America in space. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait a second. No. Let's call Chip. Uh, uh, John, uh, the, the, the fact remains Captain America, one of the uh, greatest characters in all of comic book dumb. Uh, while Iron Man and the rest of the fucking Avengers were B, C, and D 
listers. Captain America has been a fucking A lister, like the fucking symbol occasionally that's on his head. Uh, from uh, from Jump Street since it's, he it's, knocked out his first Nazi. It's gotta be a. It's gotta be. Um, a. I'm not interested in that eagle nonsense. That sucks bad. It sucks bad. You get real big uh, Captain America wrestles with that fucking eagle bullshit. But if you, for some foolish reason, do not think that it's worth the four dollars to peep take out... a flyer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I like that phrasing. Like, we should do that Thanks. more often. Uh, Avengers Twilight is absolutely worth the read. And if you don't think so, then much like that fucking chinless wonder, that toy-making, space-traveling son-of-a-gun George Lucas, you are a goddamn liar. What? <laughs>
uh, what we would call comic books. The reason why they were called comic books is because they would take uh, and reprint newspaper strips, the funnies in the papers, and they would re reprint those strips in book format so that rather than, you know, freebies getting away and your parents just giving you the papers, hey, dummy, uh, look at this until it's time to go to school, they could squeeze a dime out of these kids and in effect be getting money for old stuff but they still had to pay for reprinting other people's content they were from the newspapers they were from nationals they were from all over again the reason why they called we refer to them as the funnies right um so now these companies say hey you know what these are selling like hotcakes i love hotcakes uh selling like hotcakes we can cut that down by simply coming up with our own content and packaging it that same way. So they started floating around. They started looking for, well, what's, what's going to work, right? And the pulps were doing stuff that was far more adult. So they really couldn't mess with what the pulps were doing. The Shadow and Doc Savage and blah, blah, blah. So these kids, being fans of the genre, cobble together something that looks a hell of a lot not like the superman that we know the original superman was a bad guy was a nazi a vehicle of dominance naturally you're going to make something scary what's more scary to jewish teenagers yeah. in the late 30s was like a nazi you know uh you know a nazi fucking uh, mass mass genocide guy he was bald he looked a lot like lex luther funny enough um then they rejiggered it a little bit made him into a bad guy threw on the boots and the tights and the cape and a good guy rather and here yeah that too uh <laughs> and now here we have the superman that we know and love fantastic again everything that's comic book related now we would not have if not for these cheering um the one thing that we none of us had though we're the fucking rights to Superman. <laughs> yeah. Because um, Detective Comics said, oh, gee, thanks a lot, kid. See you around. Here's a couple of shekels. You especially know what that means. And um, they just kind of set them on their merry way. Not really. Like, they afforded them the, the luxury of being able to write for their own fucking creation, yeah. which was the biggest thing since sliced bread. Um, and those were invented in approximately the same time. <laughs> Uh, they're like, oh, well, we'll let you write for them for a while. And um, as an eventuality, then it came to the point where, no, we can't, you can't. Other people are doing your own shit better. The Big Red Cheese came along and fucking the original Captain Marvel was out selling Superman, which is crazy to think of nowadays. So um, Siegel and Schuster were just largely put out on their ass yeah. for a very, very long time. They were not really getting credit. They certainly weren't getting the their their cut so to speak and it was a lifelong battle um i forget who it was but it, but one of the two didn't even live long enough to finally see those credits and nowadays when you see anything that superman it's always created by by siegel and schuster they get their 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 proper due and a, a few a few dollars a few cents on the dollar rather uh when any of that property is raking in which it still does that being said, that story is eerily similar to Mr. Sylvester Stallone. And not to not to 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 cut you off, but no, no. Christian brings up a good point. When we look to the past, Christian again on Facebook says when he heard the she Siegel and Schuster story for the first time, he literally wept. The fact that the comic book industry could be 
so closed-minded. Christian, so they, they threw them away. And, and they you would, threw them away. And you would think that, because Superman is created when? Uh, 20s? I think he can, no, late 30s. So late I think, 30s? I think the, uh, I think his original appearance was 38. So, so I don't, I, I don't mean to, Batman was 39. I don't mean to imply you need something teed up, but one would hope that come the fucking 70s, when the lessons are still being learned, because in the 70s, Siegel and Schuster still aren't being fucking credited for their creation. But in the 70s, that's when Sly Stallone pulled a Bronx tail and bet on himself. He wrote this fucking script that a bunch of people wanted. Not everyone, Ultimately, but a shit ton of people not wound at first, up not at first. wanted, right? And the one thing he wouldn't do was just give it up completely. Right. It was so important to him. Motherfucker had to give his dog away because he couldn't afford to feed him, mm -hmm. right? Said, I'll take, I have to be in this thing I created. I, from from the inception of fucking Rocky. He he wrote it. He wrote it because he needed something to be in. He wasn't he wasn't getting cast yeah. the way that he felt he should be. So he thought he thought, you know what? Um I'm just gonna have to write it myself and put it out there. Old school is, DIY. This is after Lords of Flatbush. This is after, you know, um the pizza delivery guy. This is after certain appearances. But even uh, having the forethought to insist upon less money, but the ability to be in it, just they like fucking get our you boy Chad Palmentary, who will be coming to see you in just a few short hours. Um, there's one thing that even a brilliant move like Sly had in that time that he neglected to do. He neglected to to earmark a piece of the property in perpetuity for himself so while yeah he became world famous took home an oscar for writing um <laughs> became this like you know uh national uh you know national action figure come to life for decades and continues to do so a hundred percent all of that came from his uh his rocky uh his his, his rocky decisions um, the fact that he did not take a little piece for himself means that to this day, and it's a continuing sore spot for him and the family, that um, he actually doesn't own any of Rocky. And when I say any of Rocky, I don't mean him and his bouffant hairdo <laughs> and his, uh, his Italian stallion trunks. Uh, he probably has those at home. He doesn't own any of the, the the rights to the property, to the to the characters even. So that means Rocky, Apollo, Drago, uh, fucking uh, um, what was what was B. A. Baracus was it was eighteen. Lumber Lang. Um, he doesn't actually own any of that stuff. So when you don't even own Spider Rico, there's something fucked with the scenario. And he's working for free just to get a couple of meals out of the, out of the joint. So so they decided, hey, you know what? Especially with Creed's success. And I enjoyed very much the first two Creed flicks. Uh, my jury's still, still a little bit out. Charlie was a fan of, Queen, of Creed 3. And I understand that you got to change it up sometimes. But I like what I like. Yeah. Um, but the, the You're not of the matter, wrong to it's, not it, love it. It's Erwin Winkler that, that's raking in the donuts with that stuff. And it's a little bit heartbreaking. Uh... Oh, what's up, Andrew? What's up, brother? You should be uh, 
Should you be uh, doing a show right about now, sir? I, I, it would make me happy if you're watching this from the from the dressing room. Queens. Um, but yeah, so now it's all it's only Winkler and company, um, that are raking it in. So at that time, especially with the Creed stuff was really coming to light, they announced a Drago spinoff, and that's really where we're at because Sly Sloan had plenty to say, um, and he he straight up shitted. On Dolph Lundgren, he's like, oh, I thought we were friends. I, I threw yeah, this to you. A couple years ago, they did like an announcement that Sly wasn't even hipped to. Mm-hmm. He saw it like we saw. He's like, a Drago. Yeah, a we Drago almost got project. him on the show to be like, hey, yo, that's kind of bullshit. No, we did. I'm good friends with him. Hey, yo, that was bullshit. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so here's here's the 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 first mention of the Drago project. Now, as a huge fan of the the franchise in general. Mm. Um, I was all for him. Like, yay! And Creed 2, which you Oh, like He-Man the Punisher! Creed, right? It's gonna be another... It's gonna, gonna be I, fucking Drago again. I think anyone who would've been confused by the choice to, like, we're doing a Drago spinoff, Creed 2, if nothing else, because some people think the first Creed is great and then everything, Creed 2 and 3, like, don't hold up, which is fine. You're allowed to think whatever you want. Sure. I think one thing that is undeniable is seeing more of the Creed story. That was an instance where, like, the Creed story plays out in Rocky Four, and then when they return to the well, like, they had a shit more to talk about with well, that there was, character. There was a lot. There was a lot of interesting shit you were able to do with now Creed and Son, not Creed and Son, with Drago, Drago and Son, which I think added a whole fucking... Matter of fact, how about, how about, how does this grab you? When Dolph first read the script, and we'll 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 backtrack to the creation of it, but when Dolph first saw the the script to go get his son, get his son out of Russia and stuff, he was in Kiev, and I think that's ultimately what we saw. Um, but they started leaning on the the war, yeah, that's happening like literally as we speak, and so so this is something that's timely. This is something that has cultural significance. This is something where they have an actual story. They meat on that boat. This isn't like, oh, you come out, you lose the first fight, you train, have a montage, you win the second yeah. fight. Like, that's that's formulatic. Um, that can ultimately be tedious and tiresome, especially when you're doing it with other Don't uh, talk other about actors. like Clubber Lang 2 script like that. <sighs> I'm going to have to. So hear me out. He had to pawn all of his jewelry. So what happened? And he needed to fight. He had to sell his feather earrings. Uh, doesn't get very much for him, shockingly. Um, but yeah, like so the, way he, the way that he was talking about it, Christian, we'll see you, brother. Um, the way that he was talking about it got me hyped up. So I was heartbroken to hear yeah. that this factor of like, well, this is screwing over Sly. So it was one of those situations where I had to decide, fuck, do I support my yeah. guy who doesn't know I exist from Adam? <laughs> um, or... Do I do I get to imbibe this content that likely I'll probably like a lot? Shout, huge shout out though to He Man himself, Dolph Lundgren, who like once he heard that Sly was uh, he, pissed, he was like, "I didn't fucking know you didn't get he, the he, memo." He set the straight good friend, the, and also as well as like, like Queens. In he no no friend because he came and sc- scooped him up and it's like you put me in all the Expendables. Absolutely, um, and I was the bad guy in the first one. So so they made it a point to be like. Well, that's squashed. No issue with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, so that made me happy. So in effect, 
that gave me the fucking green light yeah. to go ahead and be super duper excited because I am, I, you know, the, the Drago story, the Drago uh, family story is just a very, very interesting one to me. Um, as a big fight fan, I'm a big fight, a big fan of the game. Um, the sweet science. I love that shit. And it is not an exclusively American uh, uh, sport. You know, this is something that, you know, all over the world, they're throwing down. And it's the, the, the same kind of like um, the the same script applies. The, these are not largely like people of, of great wealth or great opportunity that go into the fight game. They fight because they have to fight. It's, it's also it's fight or, or nothing. It's fight or die. And what's cool about it is it's now the third. It's the kind of third version that can feel completely fresh and new because with the Rocky series, uh, and again, it's varying degrees, but like, I especially, like, I could defend Rocky 1 through 6 easily. Like, even 5 has it, has become so much... It doesn't require a, de a defense if you enjoyed it. Yeah, It's as yeah. simple as that. Creed, when it came out, was great because they did two things. One, that movie obviously is not about an Italian boxer. About a black boxer, so there's a difference there. Also, though, cr the Creed trilogy. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> You're like that's different. Yeah, the the Creed trilogy, though. I think another really fucking interesting thing that they were able to do is like mostly about a rich kid. It's about a rich kid who like still has this thing in his heart, and and I think your frustration with the Creed trilogy is that he kind of keeps relearning the same lesson. It's like, fuck Adonis, can you pay attention to your last he's adventure? He's kind of a dummy. He's a little bit of a dummy, which I almost feel like you need a Creed 4 to be like, he's punching now. Yeah, but he's here's just the a thing. fucking idiot. And this is where life is funny, as, as far as I'm concerned. The reason why now this project has kind of been like, dusted off, or at the very least, uh, very least been confirmed to still be moving forward. Like, production is still moving ahead. Um, the pace might have changed differently, but it's because of what, you know, of, of what happened to Creed, uh, Creed three's villain, yeah. Jonathan Majors. Uh, this has had his, his, the end results. I'm going to pick my word carefully. The end result of that trial, um, kind of like hashed out in a certain way where a lot of people just. They don't want to have anything to do with that name on their projects. So whatever's coming next for Creed, I think there has been a redirect. Correct. And, and uh, um, the Drago project has maybe been pushed to yep. the forefront. Still, again, not involving the creator, Sylvester Stallone. I want to be very, very clear. Yeah. Um, but it's just a very unfortunate thing. I can only hope that much like Siegel and Schuster had to wait to almost the very last minute. Well... Half and half. I hope that is, as an eventuality, that his family, at the very least, can can it, monetize yeah. this and um you know and salvage it, the. One thing that drives me insane. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mm -hmm. apologize. But one thing that drives me insane is I think a lot of people misunderstand what the situation is. This isn't a situation where a rich guy wants more money. Rocky is his legacy. Right, sure. Rocky and Rambo well, are Rocky pieces. Even more though, but I, I was gonna say because that Rambo is an adaptation, right? That's something. But I would argue that Sly holds such it's so much a piece of his soul because he owns more of Rambo than he does of 
Rocky, and I mean, that doesn't make any fucking sense because one, he made like he birthed Rocky, and to say that Rocky as as not only a phenomenal flick, again, let's say you're one of the people who only want to count the first Rocky, you you're missing out. But even if that's the case, John, that shit revitalized an entire genre of film it became the progenitor of so many films to follow and to say that his daughters don't get to have as part of their legacy rocky is fucking bullshit and you know i'm sensitive you know to it's it like charlie go ahead it's as if uh uh it's as if someone builds a house with their own hands and then somebody, the fucking suits. Fuck the suits. Fuck the suits. The fucking suits come. They're like, hey, remember when, uh, remember when I loaned you money for that roof? Yeah. So the house is actually mine. Yeah. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm going to be generous. Live in it as long as you want. Live in it till the day you fucking die. But uh, on that day, taking those keys, yep. they can move their shit at the house because it's actually my house it's not it's yeah. not but um i i don't want to focus g- exclusively on that the unfortunate um the truth of the matter is that like even with all of this bullshit baggage that's going on i still do think we are going to get something of great great value with the drago series there's so much meat on that bone there's so much story to tell there's so much still that can be fucking, you know, shaken out of the bottom of the cup. And and Dolph is awesome. It's very unfortunate. Like I said, Dolph was our first cinematic publish, uh, Punisher. Dolph was our first cinematic He-Man. Dolph was our first cinematic Red Scorpion. And I realize that many of you have not seen that. Um, I used to watch them like, yo, this is what happens after fucking four, bro. Watch, pay attention. Um, it's going to be great. I, I think it's I, just gonna be great. This modern era of uh, uh, cinematic and and small screen also these these fight uh, fight flicks mm, they're just fucking outstanding. I also I I think this probably this might be one of those things where we're a little bit different. In as much as I love when a talented person gets their flowers, and I still think people. Not shit on Dolph. I don't think it's that. Because again... Who the fuck has the balls well, to shit on Dolph? Well, a giant sweet Viking. Good luck. Touche. Um, but I, I, I do think he is... He deserves his Rocky Balboa. He de- he deserves his uh, Stallone in Creed. Like, there are people who still like, don't... He got it a bit. They a little don't bit. Know. Yeah, totally. But, like, give him two hours. That give was him actually two hours. My, probably my favorite part of the three, of Creed 3. Oh, when uh, when his boy so we're gonna we're up. gonna dust us off, and you know they they, they gave him a there's so many a redemption moment. Fuck yeah, man! And that that is, I, and you know me, man. I don't love redemption arcs. So when one works, I'm first in line. Charlie hates redemption arcs so bad because I feel like I'm irredeemable. When Bob Marley's redemption song comes on, <laughs> he's like, nope, just turns that shit right off. Like, yeah, bro, this is this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be uh, uh relaxing and fucking make you, I right man. Charlie's like no no, fuck them dreadlocks son, fuck them dreadlocks indeed. <laughs> uh, my final thought, then I'll kick it to you because this is yeah. your segment. Uh, anytime we can get over problematic situations, like it's a fucking bummer. Sly's getting fucked. 
But like, as long as he's cool with Dolph and Dolph making some, so am I. So I'm like very yeah. happy that the runway is clear for my, because it would have been one of those things that I would have felt like a salad in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I would have probably still been there. But I'm in a Rocky shirt. The the guilt, uh, the the guilt is there. But the truth of the matter is, we didn't create this shitty shitty situation. Um, I'm very as much a victim as Sly. I do feel victimized though, because even if I love the movie and I probably will. There will be a percentage taken off for me being like, I can't believe they fucked my boy. Like, you know how I love shit. It's like, it feels like Sly's an uncle who just doesn't answer the his calls. The truth is, Charlie loves being irritated by shit. So he's like, yeah, wow. great movie. But don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks a lot. Fucking. Uh, that will be part of my review without boom, question. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, no. My, my, I mean, I think I made my point well enough. Um, I'm I'm just very much looking forward to the character, uh, characters rather, father and son situation. Yeah, I think that's fucking awesome. I think it makes for uh, fodder for just great storytelling. It goes without saying that the Sly situation sucks ass. Uh, I hope every day that it can be a um, like the solution uh, is is had. But I think the only thing we really can do. Is continue to talk about it. Correct. Right? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be on. No, like dirty secret. But yeah, I will no, tell you no, this. No, no under the rug bullshit. You do not fucking kill Lundgren in this flick. You sons of bitches always trying to fucking kill. Yeah. Our slightly redeemed villain heroes. Wasn't Aquaman enough? <laughs> they were gonna kill a baby. John. Charlie. No, I love what are you yelling at me. Yelling at me? No, I love those fucking fake podcast commercials. No, you don't. Where it's like, hey, John, did you know you paid for seven Netflixes? I hate them so much. However, Who's paying for seven Netflixes? What I really do love is they How stupid can you be? <laughs> you just don't... I mean, there's some rich people who like don't recognize that they're missing if 100 bucks. If you're paying for seven Netflixes, you deserve to be paying more for your Netflix than me. Their Netflix eye. Because collectively, we only have one well, account. Well, We're we, smart. We have a condo now, so now it's less problematic. We are a household. Oh, buddy, I have multiple condos. Fuck. Well, the good news is, John, unlike those shitty fake pods, because they're not real fucking shows, uh, we're not going to sell it for any random brand. The truth is, we may joke, but fucking I'm not going to ever sit here and tell you something's good when it blows. Luckily for us, we once again are brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands, and of course is Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro, you're going to hear and see their beautiful faces during the end. If you're wondering where else you can catch their act, you can follow them at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on patreon.com forward slash bedmaryband. You can stay up to date at bedmary.com for merch and upcoming performances. But John, sincerely, my favorite part is no matter what music streaming service you have, congrats. You can listen to their entire discography. No, Basically in real time. And you do, because I blast that shit every Sunday morning. He does. He's a blaster, folks. Where we dropping with Sergeant Finesse. You can find him once again streaming on both Kick and Facebook.com for how much longer? Who the hell knows? <laughs> um, he is indeed a part-timer now. Still a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Co-streams, uh, uh, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. We're doing our very best to get him completely inebriated next week. Uh, just for a couple of shekels, you can watch a very, very funny, drunk veteran. Also, as well as Joker's Underscreen underscore stream underscore uh over on twitch he's a fantastic uh, uh, uh 
fucking Fortnite uh, gamer streamer. A lot, a lot of fun to to uh, to watch him play. A lot of fun to talk to him. Bullshit. He knows his comic book stuff. He's a hell of a cosplayer. A lot of times he'll go ahead and intermingle those shits on stream uh, for your enjoyment. So don't be a sucker. Check them both out. A today. That's right. Also check out our good friends at live from the secret stash the jay and silent bob uh podcast coming to you live from uh one of the greatest comic book stores in the whole universe every wednesday sure. usually and that's right, an official title right before us john do me a favor what hit that button for me Bong. So informally dressed, John. Well, I guess today is casual Friday, so oh, let it go. That meant to be, meant to be, Mister Executive Sir. I can't help but notice I'm on this elevator with you. Yeah. Not if I write up. I got some good ideas this beautiful Friday. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, in... allegedly. The beautiful part is snowing like a summer bitch. It is. It's kind of. Be- it's kind of beautiful. I did the before we get to the bitch. I did the lamest thing at the condo. Beautiful. You got home late from rehearsal. I was like, look how pretty it is outside your window. I have just become a housewife. <laughs> At least I haven't like made you meal. You made me uh, breakfast the other day. So you're true. kind of a housewife too. John! I bring home the bacon and I fry it up in the kitchen. What do you think about old cat movies where the protagonist is just never moves his jaw and somehow manages to emote about his goddamn lawn, kids, etc.? I like him. I like him a lot. That's good news. We have a lot in common. I think it's time that we bring back motherfucking Dirty Harry, baby. I didn't know that was the middle name. I think the time is right. And the good news is, Mr. Producer Show, this is the part of the show where I try to pitch you a movie that I want you to make from our beautiful fictional studio. A movie sign, Clint Eastwood, because I have my close personal friend uh, willing to throw off his symbiote John, I've signed Tom Hardy. Yo, my man, I'm getting a lot of work from this podcast. My Dirty Harry flick. John, first and first mostly, Dirty Harry, it's the story of a cop who uh, is fucking occasionally dirty. He might beat the shit out of a suspect without reading him the Miranda rights. He may move around rules. And what I think in this climate, I think we have a really cool opportunity to lean into what that first Dirty Harry movie is. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to delete from your brain all the fucking sequels. Because those Dirty Harry sequels are fucking atrocious. The first Dirty Harry film, though, is actually really great. And in part of my research, I rewatched the flick. I'm not sure the last time you peeped out Dirty Harry. It's totally fucking rewatchable. It kind of set the stage for so many cop films. And not necessarily the ones you're automatically thinking of. Dirty Harry opens up and, and probably is allegedly is problematic because the first scene he shoots for black people what the movie doesn't hide though is that it's not racist they just happen to be criminals in that scene there's another scene where he shoots five of four white criminals in the exact same fucking style so if you flip around those scenes i feel like some of this new 2024 like yeah. did you know it's problematic because it's racist it's not racist well they 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 already have figured out the formula like intermingle gang exactly we can kill anybody we want if we've got everybody represented so all the colors of benetton are in I, my movie as the I criminals i want to say though 
whatever that fucking delivery that you were struggling <laughs> with to start the show. Yeah. You nailed it just now, boy. Did I really? Oh yeah. I can't tell yeah. if you're mocking me. I'm not. You the just went, playback is. You went full, uh, full <laughs> Russian manager, I think. Um. With that being said, we're going to keep all the stuff that's baked into the film already. He giant has, gun. He has a giant gun. We're bringing back the classic. Okay. All the fucking polyester ones. suit. No. Very polyester suit. <laughs> oh. Our movie we're gonna tap take place in the eighties, <laughs> right? Because the eighties are so hot right now. Oh, what I also want to do, though, is I do want to keep some staples. There's a, a couple other officers uh, who get kind of caught up in it. One's Hispanic. There's lady cops. He, he has a black doctor friend. We're going to keep all that. Now, people are going to say we're fucking woke, but rewatch Dirty Harry. It's in the fucking movie already. What else in the movie is one of the most enigmatic, fucking scary villains of all time. They pretty much did a combo of Charles Manson and the Zodiac Killer, and we're bringing it back, and we're going to specifically go after Jim Carrey, who's partially retired, okay. but he does those Sonic movies. We're going to let Tom Hardy craft his version of Dirty Harry. Kill Sonic? We're going to let... Kill Sonic, that's right. We're going to let Jim Carrey craft his version of this fucking killer. A couple of the things we're going to change, though, we're going to very, very specifically make it very clear that this fucking killer is a huge pile of shit. So we're making him mostly a children killer. Unlike most fucking uh, killers. We also, in the second act, we're gonna have him caught. But it's gonna be after Dirty Harry fucking puts the boots to him. And because of that, Dirty Harry is gonna be put on suspension. So when we open up our film, Tom Hardy has been doing this shit probably a little bit too long. He specifically is a detective, right? And he specifically goes after murderers. So he is grizzled to the point of fucking reckless. So he is going too far. And we're going to have a lot of that in this fucking flick. A lot of people are going to be like, for fuck's sakes, man. Relax, Harry. The reason that Your we name want, is Harry. The reason we want that shit to be so on the nose is because we are going to have the same ending that's not in the book. It's only in the first film. Mm -hmm. The way we end up, slight spoiler, if you somehow haven't seen Dirty Harry, he throws his fucking badge away. And it's because if you watch the film the way I watched it, the whole point is he's fucking realizing. Some people think it's because he realizes that he's gone too far and will be fired anyway. It's not worth fighting for the badge. Our version of Dirty Harry has realized by the end of this film, he's gone too fucking far. So when he throws away his badge, it's not heroic like in Point Break when it's fucking like, yeah, fuck this shit. The, the bureaucracy is horseshit. Dirty Harry's going to eventually remove himself from the police force because he realizes he is not right for this. He's more fucking vigilante than cop. Mm. And we're going to build a movie that tells this tale while fully embracing some shit I'll get into in one second. Ultimately, what we're telling is that like this fucking cop is going to self-police himself at the end. He has to capture this guy because this guy is the baddest motherfucker ever. Charles Manson meets the Zodiac Killer twice as fucking awful. Mm -hmm. He is a baby killer, bro. We're going to make sure that the fucking audience hisses at this fucking guy mm -hmm. who uses the, the even in the 80s, he's going to use the news to be like, look what the cops did to me. Because we're going to have fucking Dirty Harry whoop his ass in the second act. Mm -hmm. When he captures him the first time, motherfucker gets out. And that's what leads Dirty Harry to this film takes uh, place across years, not weeks. Like the actual film. So when Dirty Harry finds out this motherfucker's out, that's the last straw that kind of gets broke. Now imagine fucking Tom Hardy unleashed on this fucking film set. 
we're gonna pull them back when we need to because we want the beats from the script but i want like a fucking off the chain i want tom hardy's performance we're gonna start at john barenthal as the punisher levels of fucking crazy and only go from there also what i want to do with this flick because i want to have some fucking fun there's a lot of unfun shit happening happening baby murder not fun a cop beating the shit out of a criminal not fun where we are gonna have all of our fun john is we're doing a fucking throwback to 80s excess mm -hmm. right i want this to be the loudest most fucking almost like the first expendables where they had like a lot of fun with the violence we're gonna have fucking fun with the violence we're not mm -hmm. going john wick uh, you know, gun, gun foo, as they called it. It's gonna be more brutal, classic gun. So but he's gonna fucking throw hands like he's in that boxing movie. What in the '80s though would you point to? Because those are modern, those are modern movies. So like '80s level violence. Uh, the '80s level of like not giving a fuck. Like who is the mustachioed guy that did 50 movies where he kept fighting his back? Uh, Charlie Bronson. <laughs> it's like I wanted to have a Charlie Bronson feel of like I'm not removing the Clint Eastwood one-liners tell me punk you feel in love but i'm letting tom hardy kind of dictate how that's delivered right. i don't want it to be corny i want it to be have those elements of occasional fun because the actual material is so fucking dense i can but I we're can, following the beats i can get behind that i'm just gonna i'm gonna request hit me a couple of things it can't be a baby killer because the kid killer to kill a baby what i mean literal baby what do you mean 12. Preteen, he's a preteen killer. First movie, he was like a rapist murderer. We can still go rapist sure. murderer. Rape feels heavy. Let's. Well, I mean, it's heavy. It's, it's gonna be heavy. I want heavy because I kind of want Jim to have something to chew into with his half-retired ass. So, so I want a pedophile kid killer. Fuck me. So in oh, his. Freddy Krueger. So you his... think that's less than baby killer? No, well, a I'm, I'm, I'm like a baby. What does he do? Kick in like preschool doors and like just start killing kids? Yeah, no, we can like have a, a mean child. A, 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 a pedophile, a pedophile kid killer. For somebody's like, well, far less chance of getting caught. This is how you do it, right? Hmm. Which I think would trigger more so our dirty Harry Love it. to cross a line. But when you were talking about like having him be over the top and in, in the the origin you know, the original rather they have him killing you know this group and that group and blah 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 yeah absolutely i, I want to see him out in the field catching the bad guys but doing so over the top but this is a cat that still does have held principles well so you also have a scene with him yes where he crosses the line and he Beats the shit out of gun in the mouth, pull, trigger pulled, has to be pulled off of another detective by other detectives. Like, yo, what are you doing? You know, blue, uh, thin blue line, all of that. Jazz. Yeah, yeah. And like this guy, so even his, even his brothers and sisters, but in the eighties more so, brothers in the force were like, this guy's like a, yeah. he's like a mad dog. So to the point where like he ends up having to be. One of these guys that works very alone. Love it. When you're very alone, you start making things make sense to yourself because there's nobody else to bounce off of. But he's also very good at doing what he does in that violent, take no gruff yeah. uh, type of approach. So one scene I wanted, and I'm not sure if this is too on the nose mm -hmm. as a potential producer because I love money. 
Um, I also had cast John Leguizamo as a cop who like crosses a line for not a fucking baby killer for something that Dirty Harry is like well you shouldn't fucking take money from yeah. so he that's who we can have our Dirty Harry beat the shit out of legs for crossing a fucking line that's just a different line sure yeah it could be because I, I do want I do think we need to speak to the cop of it all where there is some problematic shit but we have family that are cops. Like, we love fucking cops, and there's plenty of good ones. So I want this to still be a story about a bad cop, but he's bad for the good reason, which is why I think the ending he's could a, be he's so... He's a likable... I think it could be so fucking powerful at the end, when he's like, fuck this shit. I'm the wrong fit for this. And, like, if we want to do sequels, we're not going to pull a Dirty Harry sequel. He's like, I'm back for... I would also interject. I want his over-the-top... Only for the reason that this has become, again, in the 80s, that was the birth of, like, um, type of, like, a tent, like, the the over-attention-grabbing headlines. And this is the type of coverage that a city cop like him is not particularly familiar with or yeah. used to. So, yeah, so he does his thing. He detects some shit. He throws his cat a beating, and he's br- br- dragging in a, a fucking red <laughs> puddle. Pulp. And he's like, yeah, this is the guy that did it. And um, because of his excess, maybe it turns out he never read his Miranda. Oh, I love he that. He started fucking throwing the guy a beat. He was like too busy dropping about. like a, hey, you like that pulling in your nose. And then also as well as he's jelly preserves. So they end up, they don't even try the guy. Oh, like, fuck. He just gets right the fuck out. Oh, I love that. And that helps my timetable. And then, and then Dirty Harry is the, then that, that's, the true driving force would be like, not gonna need this. Yeah. Because on top of, maybe there's a little bit of window where you can let your Jim Carrey heal up a little bit to become yeah, yeah. a formidable thing. Maybe on top of, not just has he let this killer that in his heart he know heart and head he knows this is the guy that that lets him that that lets him go and and skate. They put Dirty Harry in jail for like something. Oh, like what the, I fucking love that. Maybe he gets locked up for a year, and that whole time he's just like, just like planning his fucking, uh, you know, planning his the second I get out of this joint. So I'm gonna go get that. So guy. I'm gonna revise it in real time. Here's my pitch for the sequel. Right, Harry gets out of jail. When he was in jail, though. He got the stories of other people who were fucking let out, mm. who like got shitty sentences. So like this guy definitely fucking killed his wife, but he only got two years. So he has a fuck. The second movie is a jail-based list, uh, and now we have full vigilante Dirty well, Harry. He's got work to do. We bring back Johnny Legs, who like is now on the straight and arrow, who's going after fucking Harry, who like beats some common sense into him. And then what you could play off is to now remember he has his black doctor friend who's ripped from the original movie. Mm-hmm. So he has like these people. And then with the he sequel, has, he has resources. With the sequel, we have this thing where like, well, Johnny Legs was already doing the wrong shit for the wrong reasons. Now he's given the opportunity to like in our third act, does he let fucking Harry finish the job? I'm basically making a marvelous Punisher. Uh. With fucking Tom Hardy getting to act his balls off. It would be nice for Tom Hardy to actually have some good comic book material. But also, like, like, material. when was the last time we had a flick like this where we can, again, you talk about giving the medicine with the fucking candy. 
I butchered that fucking saying. I do not even remember close to what it is. I'm just giving a candy bar after an aspirin. Um, He's like, oh, you broke your leg. Here's a Hershey bar. Exactly right. Um, I, I just think this has the potential for like, if we wanted to fucking do three or four flicks sure. a couple years apart, like it's not quite John Wick. It's certainly not quite expendable. No, he's he's not a he's not a superhero. He's just he's just intensity personified, getting the job done. So I'm gonna go ahead. Yes. And I'm gonna go ahead and approve. Not even on the top floor yet. Approve. Oh really? Yeah, man. It felt it felt like we were. Jesus Christ. That's because you're fucking so excited with your checkbook. That's son. a good point. That's a legitimately good point. So yeah, I'm definitely going I'm to hit the ding manually. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna fucking approve that. No, no doubt about it. That was good timing. That was good time. Um, I appreciate your money. Uh, oh, you're news. welcome. I don't actually have Tom Hardy on yet. Do you know him? Do you have? I give him. Um, I am happy to sell you my motion pictures. Uh, shakes hands like that. What did I do? It's like you were pinning me one, two, three. Well, I was trying oh, to. Christ. Uh, John. Charlie. All I have to fucking say is, what a fucking Friday night delight. Yeah, man. I'm gonna go to out there and play in the snow fuck yes john there's only one way that we end each and every episode of u.s comics yes, i'm gonna tell you you should follow us on all social media u.s comics hq you should tell your friends if you have a great idea if you have a movie pitch please you can hit us up on instagram you can hit us up on facebook give us all those ideas but john you are the man to show them the way i'm dying to because you're gonna show them those steps because first you gotta turn the power on then you gotta turn the volume up, tune bad Mary, and open up the window wide and scream out to the night sky. See you, my space guy. We are.